0: Hello, Winnipeg Jets fans. It is officially draft lotto day, uh, or I should say it was yesterday. We'll talk about where the Jets have now ranked in their quest to get a brand new hot prospect, and we'll also update you on the latest Stanley Cup playoff action, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. you Locked On the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. We've got uh, audio and video versions of this podcast available for you so you can take us on the go. You can listen to us or watch us at home. Whatever you need from us, we've got you covered. I am your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. On tonight's episode, like I mentioned earlier, I wanted to discuss the uh, <clears throat> the draft lotto implications for the Jets because uh, Winnipeg obviously did not win a lottery pick, but that doesn't mean that the Jets are not going to walk away with a pretty decent prospect. We'll talk about what... <clears throat> what the actual order was and uh, who might be benefiting the most from this draft lotto. And then also talk about later uh, an update on the latest Stanley cup playoff standings and what has happened over the last day or so. Um, But, you know, let's dive into the NHL 2022 draft lottery. So this year we saw the Montreal Canadiens come in first, which is uh, obviously a major win for this Habs franchise. Uh, Montreal has really struggled over the past couple of years um, despite finding their way to a Stanley Cup final, you probably knew it wasn't all that legitimate. Uh, I, I think that there were a lot of conditions when they made their cup run that just in a normal, season, a normal season would never happen. Obviously, the North Division was not exactly something that you would expect to see happen again. And it gave Montreal probably the easiest path to a cup finals that a team has had in ages. So, uh No disrespect to the Habs, but I think what we've seen over the past year or two with them is a lot more of what you would actually expect with this team. They're just not that good. And I think at a a very deep level, they're kind of dysfunctional and they need a refresh. Winning first overall, that's a really good way to uh, kickstart your rebuild. If you're looking for a brand new uh, opportunity to start over, grab a top end prospect like Shane Wright or Logan Cooley, whoever they're really interested in at number one overall. I mean... This is just a really good opportunity. I feel like Wright is the very obvious choice, but I'm sure that there's at least one or two people out there who are going to have some differing opinion. We'll dive into uh, the the draft class later on uh, as we approach the off season. I, I feel like we don't need to talk about it right now, uh, but we'll talk about it as we approach the draft and what you you know you might expect with the Jets uh, coming in second place. Though we've got the New Jersey Devils, which I think you know their fans are going to be thrilled with. This is obviously a major win for the team. Um, the Devils kind of feel like they're not that far off from, from being like really decent. It's just that they need a few more pieces and honestly just a goaltender to kind of get them over the hump. Uh, like the Jets, I, th- I think that they have some coaching issues as well that they need to sort out. But again, I think the Devils, when it comes to teams that are kind of more on the fringes, they're not that bad. I think that they have some real promise, and I think that there's a genuinely decent squad there with some really good underappreciated talent. Uh, I'm a big fan of Nico Heshier. Jack Hughes has also really shown well recently. I do think that their defense probably, you know, they, they would have wished a few of their other prospects to really pan out. But, you know, for now, they've got third overall or second overall. I'm sure they are thrilled. Coming in at third overall, unfortunately, is the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, for me, I feel like the Yotes are getting rewarded for, for, for what I feel is mismanagement. Uh, it's not really the fault of the players or a lot of the staff, but the overall team ownership structure and what has happened with this team over the past few years. I just feel like it's really unacceptable, and the fact that the NHL has a format where you know the worst teams can consistently end up getting lottery picks and stuff to then just not really improve at all. I don't, I don't love that. I don't, you know, I don't want to say that there's a, a, a format out there that. Uh, doesn't have its drawbacks, right? But I think the draft lotto in particular, you know, I've always had a feeling like if you're a team that is as bad as a lot of these squads are, and you also look at how bad a lot of the management teams are, you know, you're just giving them the keys to another top prospect that a team is probably going to ruin. So I I just don't know how I feel about that. Um, You know, the Locked on Yotes podcast has given some really good thoughts on the state of the team and the future. So, I highly recommend that you go listen to Robin and get her thoughts on the whole process but uh you know in the meantime we're going to keep moving on down the rankings coming in at 4th overall we've got the Seattle Kraken you know Seattle had a miserable season this draft pick is probably going to be a nice little reprieve but not enough to cover uh, a lot of the issues with the roster construction and just the generally poor performance they have like no scoring depth and I think that that became very obvious as the season wore on after that, we've got the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers are a disaster, and I don't really know uh, what has gone wrong with this team. I've just seen, like, the score lines and stuff coming out of Philly. As bad as the Jets have been, I, I don't know if they've even approached a level of hockey that the Flyers have put out. So, yeah, Philadelphia fans, I'm praying for you. I hope you get a decent prospect because, uh, kind of like the Kraken, you guys have a lot to work on. The Columbus blue jackets came in at sixth, pretty respectable rebuilding franchise, trying to find its way some promising young players mixed with some savvy veterans, but again, needing a little bit of a talent injection to kind of kickstart things and hopefully start building around Patrick line 8, as well as uh, some of the other really great prospects that they've, they've got filtering in now coming in at seventh, uh, it's the Ottawa Senators, man, kind of like the Yotes. I, again, another franchise that I feel like has been spinning its wheels, uh, you know, the management and ownership teams are, are pretty poor. It's just, it really is frustrating to see the same names consistently pop up in the list. Edmonton used to be a team that ended up on the top of the draft pick list all the time. Um, the Jets, frankly, have had, you know, their fair share recently of getting top 10 picks. It's just not a good place to be. And for the, you know, the fact that these teams don't often find themselves out of it, it's on the one hand, you do understand because like the timetable of a prospect is, Joining an NHL team is often very—it's uh, <clears throat> nonlinear, right? So there's a lot that has to happen, and they actually have to pan out. But by the same token, you know you're also not seeing enough of an impact from previous drafts, where some of these players really should have been—you uh, know—ideally making making it in the big game and having the level of impact you would expect. And you know you find out instead they just really haven't amounted to much, and the team itself hasn't really done anything with them. So kind of frustrating, but uh, the teams after this, I, I think, really are more likely to do better with the the drafting and the prospects that they bring in. At eighth overall, you've got Detroit. I think the Red Wings have done a good job uh, kickstarting their rebuild, and they seemingly play pretty decent hockey, so not bad. Buffalo Sabres, who even knows with them? They're coming in at ninth overall. The Sabres are the Sabres. there's You know, there's, there's always been dysfunction around this team, and I don't even know what you expect of them, but Probably nothing good. At 10th overall, we've got the Anaheim Ducks. <clears throat> Anaheim had a really strong start to the season, kind of fell off. Um, but there's there's you know some serious potential there, and I think the team has a brighter future than you would expect with some of the other squads. Uh, at 11th, we've got the San Jose Sharks. I'm sure that they're happy to add another top 15 pick. They are starting to show real signs of making progress in developing some of their young players uh, and making sure that their veterans retain interest in the project. Um, Tomasz Hurdle resigning was a really big deal. And while this team definitely still has some very obvious gaps like, you know, goaltending, uh, the defense is getting older, and the forward unit also probably needs a few refreshers, this is a good chance for them to start restocking the prospect cupboard and, and really pushing things forward. At 12th overall, we've also got Columbus again. I don't know if the first one or the second one is a pick that was traded, but whatever the case is, I'm kind of leaning more towards the first pick being the one that was traded, but um, uh, I don't even remember. But whatever the case is, they've got two first-rounders in a pretty decent draft. I'm sure that they're happy getting to pick twice in the top 15. Uh, The team after them, though, can't really be happy. The New York Islanders are at 13th overall. I'm sure that they're very disappointed. They were hoping to get a lottery windfall, and in light of everything that's happened with the team recently, the fan base really could have used it. But instead, they're just one ahead of the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets are at 14th. This is a good pick. I always trust Winnipeg's drafting process when it comes to uh, their recent first round escapades. I think that they've done a good job. We'll talk about who they might be able to get on a future episode. Uh, I think that they have a lot of options. I'm really hoping Brad Lambert is available, but I know that that's basically a pipe dream unless something crazy happens. Um, but you know, 14th overall, let's bring in someone really cool and maybe solidify a future position for the jets. After that, you've got Vancouver. And then again, the Buffalo Sabres, probably another Sabres pick that was either dealt or acquired in you know, some kind of a trade. Um, but yeah, you know, the jets, they didn't win a lottery pick and that's fine. Um, 14th overall isn't terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Uh, what we're really hoping for is for the Rangers to kind of rally. And I believe the the first round pick that is the conditional one, um, the conditional second, would be a, a 2023 pick. So that's the one I'm more concerned about this year. I think the Jets will still land a pretty decent prospect. But all the stuff that happens next draft cycle, I think, is is really where Winnipeg could do a lot of damage and get some really great stuff in return to start setting up their longer term picture. Now, that is, uh, for now, the main thoughts that we have about the draft coverage. We'll give you some more thoughts as we move on throughout the soft season. But before we go any further and talk about the uh, current NHL playoff picture, I do want to shout out the wonderful folks at rockauto.com. If you've ever used, you know, an online auto parts store or even a retail brick and mortar store, you'll often find that it's hard for them to keep up with stock because you've got an increasing number of makes and models and it's impossible for a lot of uh, auto parts stores to stock exactly what you need. Why endure waiting in line at a retail store when, you know, you're just waiting for a store clerk to basically place the order for the item that you could have gotten at home? Instead of wasting time and money, you should make your first stop RockAuto.com. You could save, you know, hundred hundreds of dollars on the same parts uh, and get really great stuff, or even the same exact part for a lot less. They have an example of like a Honda Odyssey fuel pump that's around three hundred and fifty dollars on a retail store. They offer it for around two hundred and fifteen dollars, which is just crazy savings, right? But you know, as as convenient and you know affordable as RockAuto.com is, they're really a family run business. This is a group that you really want to support because they've been supporting DIYers like yourself for over twenty years. They've got great customer service, rock bottom prices, and a really great selection that you're just not going to find anywhere else. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockHeader.com right now. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are taking a look around the league at uh, the current playoff picture. We've had a couple of games finish. Just now, I believe LA versus Edmonton has resolved. Uh, We're going to check in on the result. I myself am not entirely sure who actually won this game. But uh, obviously, the series that we have ongoing, there's been a lot of upheaval, a lot of surprises. It's been very chaotic. And uh, honestly, I I really can't predict how a lot of these are going to end. The only series that we know for sure is uh, like we had on yesterday's episode, Colorado versus Nashville, in which the Preds ended, ended up getting swept. So we've got some really fun updates to follow in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, just wanted to say again, thank you so much for choosing to make Lockdown Jets as your first listen of the day. While you're at it, I highly encourage you to check out our Locked On Now program. Uh, This is a great way for you to find out uh, what is going on around the league. They've got nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Locked On Now is a very special program because, you know, no one else is really doing it the way we do it. We've got really short, digestible, bite-sized pieces that always gives you the most important takeaways, no matter what it is, whether it's a game, a trade, a really big rumor, some team news. Whatever it is, we've got your back with local updates from our host of Lock On uh, Local Experts. So give them a follow and a subscription. It's free. We really appreciate your support. And we want to keep you in the loop on the NHL action that matters to you. Uh, Now, moving on, it is uh, obviously time for some really cool updates. Yeah, you know, the playoffs, I think, for a lot of people, um, it's been a bit of a surprise, right? You know, you've had some pretty crazy results. Uh, game 5 uh, for the LA Kings and Oilers, like I said, just concluded, and LA ended up winning 5-4. to four. But, you know, before we get into that game, which was honestly pretty crazy, I want to save that for later because I thought that that one was absolute dynamite. We first got a couple of games that weren't so close. Uh, Carolina ended up defeating Boston 5-1. to one. Like I said, I, I felt that, you know, the Bruins have put on a pretty decent showing, uh, especially at home, but I still feel like, you know, Carolina ultimately is going to be the team to prevail in this series. Um, it might go the full seven games. I don't know. I think if it does end early, the earliest I would see it is, is game six. Well, I mean, obviously it has to be right game six uh, because they're already at a, a five games into the series. But um, I, I do think Carolina is going to have to go the full seven. I think Boston is going to win game six and force uh, a chance here for Maybe a series upset. It's been really tough for them to generate offense, uh, even when they're getting lots of shots on goal. You know, guys like Taylor Hall have been kind of quiet. At times, Bergeron and Marchand, while generating dangerous chances, they're not actually converting. Um, Pasternak, you know, he's he's done about as much as he can, but, you know, the depth scoring definitely kind of absent, and I just feel like this Canes team it might be a little bit too much for them to surmount without some really great saves and some luck. And I don't know that Swayman is entirely up to that. I I think, you know, the Bruins have gotten pretty decent mileage out of this roster, but I think asking for more is probably unrealistic. Um, The other series that wasn't super close tonight was uh, St. Louis versus Minnesota. The Blues have taken a very big series lead. And, you know, the Wild, I was kind of hoping would put on a really good show this postseason. I think they've given us, you know, brief spurts of being a very strong roster and a team that can compete at an extremely high level. But, you know, the, the regular season success, I did feel there were some minor caveats to it, and I think we're seeing that now. Uh, in this game, basically, it was Kirill Kaprizov and, you know, basically no one else for the wild. The Blues kind of ran over a lot of their depth players and I felt like even though Minnesota was getting into, into some decent positions, you know, Jordan and Bennington kind of stopped a lot of it. Uh, I, I felt like they weren't really actually taking the shots that they needed to to score. And so, you know, the Wild are going to have a really tough time. They have a chance of being eliminated on uh, on the road against the Blues, which I think St. Louis probably finishes it in game six when they go back home. I just don't really see a way for the Wild to claw back into this unless the Blues really implode and, and have a horrible home game. But if I'm being honest, I don't expect that to be the case. Now, we do have two series that I think are a lot more interesting uh, and really dynamic. We're going to get into those in just a little bit. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out the awesome folks at uh, Built Bar. If you've heard me talk about Built Bar before, you know that I'm personally a very big fan. Uh, you know, summer's coming up, and if you're looking for, like, the perfect snack, uh, a guilt-free Candy bar like thing that tastes awesome and has amazing flavors like churro puff, uh, raspberry dark chocolate, banana cream pie. Well, built bars for you. Whether you need to stuff something in your kid's backpack, uh, take something before your gym workout, or even have a nice wake up in the morning instead of like a really sugary protein bar, candy bar, what have you in the morning. Built bars there for you. You know, they've got some amazing flavors, and if you can't decide on just one, they've got a mixed box, so you can choose a new favorite. You get 12 different bars, so you can sample a you know huge variety of their lineup, um, and you can choose your personal favorite just from uh, giving them a, a nice little chance. And really, I have to say, they do actually taste like candy bars. They're coated in 100% real chocolate, and they've got a soft, chewy interior. Those flavors I mentioned before, I personally highly recommend. The raspberry dark chocolate—I think that that is personally one of my favorites—but you really can't go wrong with any of them. No matter what flavor profile you're looking for, Bilbar's got something tailor-made just for you. If you're interested in getting a start, you know, you might be asking, "Are they good for you?" <laughs> the answer is a resounding yes. They clock in, at, clock in at around 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So. Go to Bilt.com right now and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. This is really a no-brainer. It's healthy for you. It tastes great. You know, what are you waiting for? Just go check out Built Bar right now. And again, be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. We are wrapping up our thoughts on two games that uh, had some really crazy results for the playoffs. Um, The first one was Toronto versus Tampa Bay. This has been a very pendulum swinging series. Uh, Each team seems to alternate one really great game with one absolute horror show. This time, we didn't really see that. Uh, It was more even and back and forth, I would say. And, you know, Tampa Bay came out, you know, really swinging and and showing off some great scoring prowess. They took an early 2-0 lead, I believe it was. Um, Toronto then scored a, a goal to cut the deficit. And all of a sudden, Toronto started waking up at around the halfway point. Uh, and once the Leafs started skating and really getting after Tampa Bay, the Lightning started making really bad defensive errors. And before you knew it, you know, the, the Leafs had a 3-2 to two lead. You thought, oh, wow, you know, Tampa is in trouble. Austin Matthews clicking. William Nylander clicking. Just a really fast, great puck-moving cycle. Even guys like Ilya Mikhaev were creating really good chances I thought Lubushkin, despite having some notable errors, had some really good, uh, central slot drives that created chaos down low. So if the Leafs want to kind of ground and pound their way, they can do that. They've also got excellent perimeter skating and puck movement, you know, whatever way you want to see them dissect an opponent or just bang and crash down in the slot area, they can do both with relative ease. Uh, Things to get a little bit hairy briefly because Tampa Bay then tied it, you know, about a minute and a half later. Uh, Obviously, like I said, a game with a lot of uh, twists and turns, but Toronto ended up getting the late game winner very late, uh, almost towards the end of the regulation period um, in the third. And so, yeah, Toronto, I I think is in a good position to win the series on, uh, I guess it's going to be Thursday. Um, I don't know if they're actually going to be able to pull it off. I mean, it's, it's a lot to ask, right? Tampa Bay at home, uh, you know, is, is a really tough opponent. Lightning are starting to figure it out, but defensively, they're very shaky. And I think that for Toronto is what they want to see. If the Leafs can be worried about anything, it's that maybe Jack Campbell wasn't as sharp tonight. I thought he had a couple of goals that they weren't really great uh, and Tampa Bay is one of those teams where if you make a single mistake, it ends up in the back of your net. So That probably does concern them, but I think if any team has to be worried right now, it's got to be the Oilers. They just finished their game against the LA Kings, and after an insane comeback from a 4-2 deficit to tie it 4-4 right before the end of regulation, they lost in overtime. Uh, And you look at the Oilers and the way that they played, and it was basically down to McDavid and Dreisaitl just sort of going ham for like 30 straight shifts. Other than that, the Oilers were kind of listless this team kind of got outskated and outplayed by L.A. for most of the game. So when you look at the scoreline, honestly, it was very deserved in favor of the Kings. Uh, The only reason that it was close was because McDavid and Dreisaitl just sort of did them. I mean, those guys together are dynamite. Part of the problem, though, is that when you combine them, you take away from other lines. And I think the lack of depth scoring and ability, uh, you know, it's not been as bad this year. This year was probably one of Edmonton's strongest offensive outputs in recent memory but even still in a series like this you know you just can't really afford to have any of your depth players um, slacking like it's been a problem in the past so yeah the Oilers they're in real trouble Uh, this was their home game game five now they have to go back to LA and try to win if they just try and spam McDavid and Dreisaitl maybe they can get through but Gotta be honest, I would not want to put all of my bets on Mike Smith and the depth scores for the the Oilers against the Kings team that has seemingly found answers at almost every turn. So very tight series, uh, a very interesting one, probably one of the ones that I found to be the most fun to watch because it's just super chaotic. Everything is happening all the time. Uh. If you have a chance to check it out, it's, I know it's like a really late game. It's always the latest one on the schedule, but seriously, you got to watch one of them. I think you'll have a blast, and as a neutral observer, I love it. Uh, I'd be curious to know your thoughts on that series and any other playoff series you've been watching, or maybe you have some thoughts on Winnipeg's 14th overall draft pick. Be sure to let me know at loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. I might talk about some of your thoughts on a future episode of the Locked on Jets podcast, so again, get your feedback in. Leave a comment on YouTube down below in the comment section if you are watching this. But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Like I said earlier in the show, we'll have more playoff coverage and eventually some draft profiles and prospects. I've got to do some watching myself. I haven't been watching it as much, but uh, tonight we're actually going to see the Manitoba Moose go back to work and hopefully salvage this best of five series against Milwaukee. You'll get some thoughts about that game on Thursday. Hopefully, I report a win and not a uh, a series sweep. But while you've made uh, our our show your first listen, I highly recommend you also check out Locked On NHL and make them your second listen. From first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Lockdown NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so give them a follow and a subscription right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!